Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hi, you're listening to the DPC Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things dead parent. The good, the bad, and the banter. Hosted by Sam and Kat. Unfortunately, Sam isn't here today because she's in Sydney and it's currently about six o'clock in the morning over there. So I thought it was a bit unfair to make her get up in the morning and talk to us. Hi friends, Sam here. So Kat doesn't know that I am doing this because she's currently sleeping and I'm doing the final edit as she sleeps. We're a great team. Just a quick note up front to say, unfortunately... When Kat was recording this, some of the audio got a little bit lost, so that's why at some points it sounds a bit jumpy, but bear with us, for the most part it's absolutely fine. It's mostly a little bit at the front and a little bit at the end. Um, I also just want to say I've just finished listening to this the whole way through and I sent a message to Kat straight away, even though it is 4am in the UK right now. I absolutely love this episode. I mean, I love all of them, but I just love so much when I listen um, to these episodes that Kat does. Um, when I've not been there, it just it just makes me so proud of what we're doing. And yeah, I just want to thank everyone for for listening. I really hope you enjoy. Um, so it's just me today. You may have remembered a few weeks ago we interviewed one of my friends, Sam Jones. Um, luckily for Sam, he is a twin. And he has a very, very cool twin sister called Emma. Um, so we have Emma Jones with us here today. Say hi, Emma. Hello. Thank you for having me. I even gave you a wave. Wave <laughs> <laughs> into the podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Emma actually has a really cool job. I think I want to start with how cool your job is. Uh, which one? Emma doesn't sleep. Emma has so that many jobs true. that she doesn't sleep. That's so true. I am. Um, I'm just thinking people might recognise your voice. Yeah, unlucky for you if you do. I do a breakfast radio show on Signal One across Staffordshire and Cheshire Monday to Friday. Do something really funny, right? <laughs> Go on. So I used to listen to Signal One in the morning. You used to, Cat. Well, yeah. But... You've only just started the podcast. It's not great, is it? <laughs> <laughs> then obviously, when I found out that like you were you and like obviously I met you and stuff, and I was like. I feel like I just can't wake up to the sound of the voice every morning anymore. Like, coming out of my slumber, like... I just... I don't know how I feel about that, I can't. I've got you on my car. No, I know it's her. I can't deal with that voice. I'm getting up for the gym at, like, 6am, yeah. I'm like... To, to be fair, I wouldn't listen to me either. I wouldn't want me, me waking me up. Um, but I do that 6 till 10. So I'm like a zombie most of the time because I wake up at the crack of dawn. Uh, I present on LUTV on match days for their match day shows. Mm-hmm. And then I do a million and one other things so in between. So many other things. Basically a multi-talented kind of gal. Not really multi-talented. Just very uh, talented. Giving it a go. <laughs> well, can, I, 
trying to be good at. Um, I don't know if you know, but my claim to fame is I'm actually featuring in Visit Northwich Destination video. Come into laptops near you on this. Walking out of waitress as if I actually shopped there. And I was like, excuse me, but I think I deserve a little motion graphic popping up saying like cat hooker. You'll find her down by the river. Please tell me that you walk around the building like, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> Do you know? I don't know if you know, but I am featuring yeah. Visit Northwich videos. Yeah, that reminds me of a time. A guy, a guy approached me with a camera. <laughs> that bit's true. And said, Do you want to be in a film? It was daytime, um, so I knew I was safe. Yeah, so, and the, I just kept turning up. They kept paying me, like, money, like, not very good money. And then they were like, Right, you, you never leave, and you can be, wait for it. You can be the girl that announces them into the ring. I was like, sign, we have. Last night, right? Anyway, about a year and a half later, I got an email. The film has been released. Dubbed over my voice. No, with what? A proper London accent, like a British accent. Saying at the same time as me. I was like, big moment. Hey, Dad, come watch this. Big moment, big moment. Nope. Face. Yeah, it's my face, but I didn't look great. I mean, that was not a great time in my life. Some photos of you yeah. this in your house. It was a tragic time in my life. Yeah, we've all been there. I've got some of me with black hair. No, look at us now. The thing is, if anyone could actually see us now. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, let's talk about death. Yeah, <laughs> that's anyway. what we're here for. Anyway, so um, so I suppose we'll kind of just go through the same process with you as we did with Sam anyway. Me and Sam were about 11 or 12. She was diagnosed with breast cancer. She was 42 at the time. It was in her lung, liver and bones. Okay. She was told that it was terminal, but she didn't tell. Not an immediate death sentence always. Yeah. Even if they say, you know, I knew. I knew she was going to die. I knew on the Tuesday. I was at college at the time. I just, I didn't enjoy it. And I, I was not happy, Mum. So when did she get up to seeing you? Um, probably about a month before the end. Okay. Because my grandparents used to come up all the time and Mum had a bed in the dining room while she was poorly. And she yeah. kept her hair. She didn't start chemo until after that. And she was still very lively at that point. Noticed it or anyone else has where when people have cancer, it's like the face is like she was a shell of this person that I knew. And, and I actually felt privileged because I thought, I get the chance to remind my mum how beautiful she is while yeah. she loses her hair. And she asked me to do it. So we sat her down and just started sort of chopping. And as the hair was coming out, I was saying to her, mum, it's incredible. Like, you still look so beautiful. Because my mum, I feel like I have to tell you, my mum was really glamorous. She was... Was she? She'd never leave the house without her makeup on and her hair done. Um, she wore <laughs> she wore fake tan to give herself some colour because she's like me, we're both a bit pasty. I didn't know she was glamorous because well, Sam always says to me that she got kind of always got called a bit of like a princess Diana. Yeah, kind of like that's it. how me and Sam have both said that we see her a bit princess Diana. Yeah, um, and she always mum always I'm digressing here, but mum was a teacher and I remember her always loving the underdog always had some sort of soft spot in her heart yeah. for the children who were a little bit mischievous but had good hearts yeah. and so I think that was that the thing we saw that she saw the good in people anyway she would never leave the house without her hair and makeup done oh. ever and never ever saw even I think she would even go to bed with her makeup on <laughs> and wake up I was like, like mum you're actually yeah yeah I will get that knees but I was like mum you're actually pretty like you don't need to do that but she's like no I'm doing it um and so cutting her hair off was, I knew it was going to be painful for her, but she seemed to just deal with it incredibly well. For somebody who, you know, was so, not concerned with how they look, but really 
enjoyed making the most of themselves she dealt with it and she did look beautiful and it was hard it was hard watching her have like well being the person to take her hair off Um, that sounds really weird that took my mum's hair off um but no she looked she still looked beautiful and um yeah, my nana and granddad were around and I remember I was sat on mum's laptop in the kitchen and I overheard a conversation and all the only snippet I remember is hearing my nana say, but what if Jane dies? Then what do we do? Mm. And I felt this pang of fear run through yeah. me and I stopped. I remember going, and I stopped breathing. I just stopped and the whole world stopped. And then I had to walk through that dining room to get upstairs mm. But I darted through very quickly, grabbed the house phone, phoned my friend Claire and I said, Claire, I have to tell you mum's going to die. My mum is about to die. I know it is. I know she is. And she said, you need to talk to her. And I said, I can't. I can't get the words out of my mouth. Yeah. And normally I'm, as you can probably tell, yeah. I love a chat. But I said, I physically can't. And she'd write her a letter. So I sat there and I wrote her. I got an A4 sheet and I wrote her a letter. And I just, on this letter I said, I love you so much. I need you to know how strong, how brave and how determined you are and yeah. what you mean to me. And I gave her this letter and it was probably only a few days later, I came home and mum had an ensuite in her living room, uh, no she didn't, in her bedroom, <laughs> that'd be very weird. Um, <laughs> and I was sat in there and I just had this feeling, I was going to get in the shower and I thought, no I don't think I should. And then I looked outside and I saw an ambulance arrive and mum get taken out and the paramedic, because I was always very panicky about mm. my mum um I, I have been so close to my mum since the day I was born always that a mummy's girl. girl yeah and yeah. it's like you don't ever imagine your life without them do no. you you know no. every night before she went to bed I'd go mum will everyone be okay and will you be okay I'd ask her and she'd <gasps> tell me yeah and you never imagine that that reassuring person it's is going to get taken away because then you well hang on a minute now <gasps> you've got this no hope yeah 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 who's gonna, I've got yeah, no exactly. future yeah. Where's the light? Um, and he came in this paramedic and he said, is Emma here? And I went, yeah, that's me. Now, bear in mind, my mum is literally dying. Mm-hmm. And she sat there in this chair, bless her, in the ambulance. And she looks at me and she's like, just want you to know, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going, ah, is that mum? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, me. And I'm fine. I'm there, like, healthy and that. And I'm, I feel awful for that now. Um, but, yeah, that was, I think that was the Tuesday she got taken in. And very rough weekend we had. Very, very rough weekend where we thought she'd passed. And then uh, we got a call. again. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, whoa, well done. Um, but we thought she'd passed away. And I got the letter that I wrote. And I sat next to her. And I just read it again and again and again and again. And she actually woke up and looked at me and went, thank you. And I remember that. And I remember thinking, thank God Claire told me to write that letter. Because honestly, and it actually got buried with her. I put that in her coffin with her. Because it was like a a very special thing to me. And then, yeah, she passed away. Early hours of the 31st. That was the first time in the whole of her illness that I didn't cry. I just watched her dying in front of me and held her. And I just couldn't cry. I think it was... It was a shock. It was shock. And I saw all my family crying. And I think you just think... I, I I feel like I felt like I had to be strong for her. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was. It's weird, isn't it? Is yeah. it weird when like cause my mum did the same thing to me? Like you know, when your mum said to you, "Like it's going to be okay, yeah. I'm going to be fine." My mum did it to me when she got put on the syringe driver, which mm. basically means death. Yeah, because they just pump you with a crap load of morphine. So, yeah, um, she was like, "I'm just going to go to sleep for a bit. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to rest over Christmas. It's going to be fine." I was just like. <laughs> 
I know, but the thing is, because you grow up with them, you believe that. Mm. What they say, they are like the oracle. So what yeah. your parents say, you believe. Mm. I, don't th- I don't think it really hit me that she was going to die until she was like breathing every like 15 seconds. <laughs> and then you go, wow. I think, I think, it's my, I think yeah. might happen. Yes, yeah. No, but you're right. It doesn't yeah. feel like until the reality of it is actually there in front of you. You can't process it. I think it's your own body trying to... Yeah, it's instinctual, it. isn't it? No one wants to believe that. Yeah, so that was ten years ago. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's. It, do you know what's really weird is that feels like another life. Yeah. I have this really weird feeling. Well, I, I feel like your life kind of splits in two. Yes. Like you have that life that you had with your mom, and then suddenly you because I feel like you literally do have to like separate it, separate it, and yeah. start and you have to start a completely new yeah. life. It's all, because they say it's like finding your new normal, don't they? Yeah. That's what your normal was before is so far from what your normal yeah. is now. Well, because your whole routine, everything's shaken up. Everything shifts, yeah. And, and I don't know about you, but I, every day, subconsciously, and sometimes I make it conscious, mm-hmm. I, I force myself to think consciously, but I feel that person that I was when mum was around, mm-hmm. and it takes me back to that time when she was there yeah but then I very quickly come out of it and it's like I've read a story on I feel that like life when, it, when that happens I always feel like I feel like a really innocent version of myself then. yes yeah. do you know what I've never ever I couldn't have thought of a way to summarize that better yeah. exactly that you feel very young naive and you almost want to reach in and protect yourself yeah don't you when you think of yeah. that person of who you were it's so weird yeah I can but, imagine what it's like for you now I'm sure obviously like 10 years after like thinking about I like I feel in a much better place. Yeah. I feel in. I feel happier than I ever have in my whole life now, so because I feel like you. You never ever forget that person. You never stop loving them, but I think with time, more often than not, comes a level of acceptance, mm. and even more so comes a. Uh, it hits you in the face. You see how short life is. Yeah. And you kind of go, do you know what? I cannot spend forever sad. Mm. I have to live life to the best. And you you know then that other people in the world are going to be taken from you. Mm. So you want to give them more. Yeah. You want to go, yeah. let me shower you. With love. Yeah, I've got that much. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I gave my mum that much love that I'm like, what do I do with this yeah. bit of love now? I've got, let me give it yet. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of my issue. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's what I'm like. Same. And this is the reason why when I walk down the high street, I get funny looks because I'm smiling at everyone. Yeah. I go, you're right, you're okay. <laughs> and people who are with me are going, do you know that person? I'm like, no. <laughs> might might make them feel better. Yeah. You're right, you're okay. I, I'm the same. You can't like, help it, can you? I've, like, whenever I'm with people, <laughs> I have to give them affection. Yes. I'm like, still like, yeah. just, just come, come yeah. here. And, I'm like, very tactile. Yeah. And even to the point where, like, you know, it's weird because yeah. I just want to hug people. <laughs> Someone can tell me a story about something in their life and I can't detach myself from that story. And I'm like, and I, and I, oh. I have to say what I think. Yeah. So even the other day, you know, a guy that I know, well, a fully grown man was telling me a story about his life and I couldn't get it out of my head. Mm. So I said to him, I said, I just want you to know, like, I'm always here for you. I hardly know this man. Hardly know, but I was like, I just really care about you, and I want you oh, to know yeah. that I, I, I'm, I'll be here for you, and yeah. life will get better. I promise. And then what's he thinking? He probably thinks you're I'm a psycho. proper weirdo, and he's going, ah, ah, I'm never going to talk to her again. <laughs> it's but mad, do you know what? I also think I 
the world needs all the love it can yeah. so give it and I will never ever there's one thing that I think you learn when you lose a parent it's that you learn this real acceptance of yourself yeah that you go I have flaws and I know I do and I'm all right with that okay. and and if I feel like were... you stop caring about what was yes before you well. don't really you you care about humans oh, very yeah. much and you yeah. care that everyone is okay but as far as whether they what people think of me and as long yeah. as it's not that I'm bad. a bad person yeah. I don't want people to think yeah. I'm a bad person because that would hurt but as in the sense of the way I am and yeah. how I behave and how I act I think you lose you lose that care because you go Definitely. yeah well life's too short yeah. I'm not going to change who I am this is me so here you go <laughs> like it or lump it that literally but please like it yeah. <laughs> Please, I think I'm a bad person. Yeah, I literally yeah. will not be able to cope. Yeah. Please, because I need to show your action <laughs> stuff. So, if, if we could, I'll get really anxious. Yeah, yeah. Like I've got this thing now. Where, like, I think I've got this obsession where, like, I am so excited to have a child. Yeah. Like I'm it's definitely not going to have any time soon. Like I'm well aware, and like I'm not <laughs> actively trying. Obviously, <laughs> but like I, I can't wait for the moment when yeah. I can because I feel like I've got all this like insane love. amount of love that I cannot wait to give. To another thing. 100%. I can't bloody wait. So many I people. I keep thinking I need a dog. I need some yeah, something. I need a replacement. I need an outlet for this. <laughs> yeah. But it's so true. So like, people say to me, oh, you're, I bet you're not interested in having children because you're very career driven. And I'm like, I can have both. Yeah. I can. 100%. I can do whatever I want to yeah. do in my life that's going to make me happy and have children. Yeah, yeah. And I hate that. Yeah, why can't I do both? And I, I'm exactly the same. I cannot wait for the day. I mean, I can wait because it's not going to happen right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can't wait for the day when I do have children because you're right. I can't wait to just show them. It's birth. And I, I also can't wait to show them how to love everyone else. Yeah. You know, I can't wait to watch my children show love yeah, yeah like that's so exciting I'm like excited to feel how my mum felt about me as well yeah to to because that must be like indescribable I yeah think. yeah it way. is because you know the love that you have for a parent before you are a parent mm. you think that that's the ultimate love yeah but then everybody says when you have a child that's the ultimate like, love like really like yeah it over, over, like, yeah it takes over so much yeah but like you must feel like me with like Toby, like with my I call them like I call him like my nephew, my cousin's kid because yeah. they're close. I am obsessed with that child. Like whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, and my other cousin's having a baby soon as well, and I'm literally I'm like, just give me all of yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have them. Yeah, all. I'll take them. I'll take them. <laughs> I am the same. So Toby, my nephew, is six, and I am the most like mm. I can't. I've already outrageous, Andy. Yeah. Honestly, I picked him up from school um, the other Tuesday. And for me, it was like a proper date in the diary. Yeah. I was buzzing. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, I'm picking Toby. This is so exciting. Get out of the car with yeah. my school gate. It's yeah. like, yeah. like, Toby, I'm here. Auntie Emma. He's like, I, I don't know her. <laughs> and then, um, you know, I put him in my car and he had to show me how to use the car seat. Um, and I like, I'm, I'm, I was like, right, Toby, um, what's your favourite music? He's like, I like Justin Timberlake. Right, Justin Timberlake. It is. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm like, right, we'll take you for food. And then I'm like, right, we'll go to Tesco. We'll get you some treats I made the mistake of saying you can have whatever you want and oh. you went straight to the magazine aisle I was like except for those that are fortune to me um, but like I just want to shower him with yeah. love like he said to me I want some roller skates Christmas they are currently sat in my living room so I was like right, I'm getting them for you I'm going to make sure right Auntie Emma is the best auntie in the world for you you are going to know you're loved and it's like you cannot help it you just oh. want to shower them with love and I also have this thing where 
Like, I feel as though I want to love him through my mum's eyes as well. Because he will never, ever meet my mum. So I want... And my mum will never have met him. And that makes me sad a bit. Because I'm going, God, she would have loved him. him. And my brother and sister-in-law are really good at um, doing that. Like, they talk about my mum with Toby. It's lovely. Um, in a very nice, yeah, child-friendly like, way. Yeah. yeah, they don't you say, like, your nana's dead. You know, that's awful. Uh, like, so, oh, your nana was like this. Yeah, yeah, they're very, very thingy about it. And and so I, I take real comfort in that as well. Mm. I think it's lovely because he knows. You know, I'll say, he'll ask me a question. I'll say, well, nana Jane. And I think, how lovely. He knows. He knows, he knows who nana, nana Jane yeah. is. You yeah. show him a photo and he goes, that's nana Jane. Aww. And that's beautiful. That that's is beautiful. So nice. yeah. yeah. I love it. She actually lives on, doesn't it? Yeah. I like it. Aww. <laughs> um, anyway, we'd love a digress. I know. I'm sorry. Like, we're, we're about, are we <laughs> like it. 20 minutes in? Um, so, obviously, you were only 18 when it happened. Yeah. Like, so who did you turn to then for support? Um, that's a weird one, really. Hannah. My best friend, mm. she knew my mum, because me and Hannah have been friends since we were two. Aww. So 16 years of friendship and her coming round to my house and my mum yeah. loving Hannah and Hannah loving my mum. That's basically having an, another sibling. Massively. Yeah. So because she knew, and she, Hannah knew how much I loved my mum because mm. I'd go around there sometimes when I'd stay at Hannah's and have sleepovers. Sometimes I'd shoot up in the middle of the night and say, Hannah, I need to phone my mum and tell her I love her. And Hannah would have to sneak into her parents' bedroom and get the house phone and dial, yeah, my mum's number. I know they said that then, what my mum's number was. And I'd have to go, Mum, I love you. And she'd go, Emma, it's 3am. And you're all right. Yeah, I just have to tell you I love you. I'd double check that everyone's going to be okay and you're going to be okay. And and Hannah would be like, all right, Emma, put the phone down now. Yeah, I know. And she, like, I was awful for it. So... She really knew, mm. and so so many nights she would just put up with me phoning her and crying oh. down the phone. Don't you hate that when you're upset, you're, you're crying, and somebody answers the phone call, and you're going, <gasps> Yeah, 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 because That's as well, right. Hannah's like the nicest person ever, so yeah. she always answers, Hey, um, and then she's like, Oh, no, are you okay? <laughs> oh, like, no, I'm sorry, Hannah, to do this to you again. <laughs> again. <laughs> I know we spoke an hour ago, but I really miss her, <laughs> yeah, because you feel really good guilty because you're like oh my god we've just done a whole conversation on me and I'm yeah. so sorry yeah. um but she was amazing honest to god amazing um I found it weird I think I like bumbled through life for a little bit because mm. me and my brother went to uni um we were a lot closer now than we th- were then yeah um and we went to the same uni and no one and, and so mum died in the March and it was like June how did you July. do your exams and stuff I find that mental I don't know how I did them I don't I honestly don't know all my life I've only ever revised the night before or the morning of <laughs> yeah do not try this at home kids no, that's what I do um, yeah and, and so that kind of means that when you're grieving mm. it kind of works in your favour because you yeah, can go right you don't need that long term revision exactly you just go I need an hour of time now yeah. where I have to box this off I know that this is going to cause me more anxiety if I don't yeah. need this hour yeah. and just do it um, but yeah so we went to uni and I didn't know anyone so they didn't know about my life mm. but um, I met a girl there who's also a member of the DPC oh, her dad died on it was Christmas Eve or Christmas Day mm. she became my best friend at uni Jess her name was you find that somehow yeah. you did just like attracted well, to them aren't you I think she found out my situation uh, okay. there was a night out and I think I was a bit upset and mm. one of the girls said I don't think I was going to come I think she's a bit upset about her mum and Jess got wind of this and texted me and said you know would you like to go for some food or something do you want to do something and really took me under she was a few years older than me she took me under a wing and she 
her and I, our conversations, she taught me how to be frank about everything. This is literally, you talking now, is literally me and my best mate, Sam Ridley. Really? Like, identical. They, they, those friends, you cannot put a price on them, can I know, you? I know. They, I don't know, and I'm sure you feel the same about Sam, how I would have got through uni. Oh, God. Yeah. In Sheffield without her. Yeah. Because... She allowed me to be unapologetically myself. Just yeah. yeah, just let it free. Don't don't feel that you have to apologise for having these feelings yeah. because you can't help it. And and because she really understood, because she had lost a parent, that was amazing. So and then I came home a lot, a lot, a lot at that time. You know, I was home every weekend. Yeah, as you know, me and Sam are very close to our grandparents and yeah. family and stuff. Um, and yeah, I just kind of. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Bumbled through it. And I felt as though for a period before, you know, Jess had really got a clause into me and made me realise it's okay to be yourself. I felt like a faked happiness. Mm. And that makes me sad. Because yeah. I think I don't ever want anyone to feel they have to fake happiness. Like, I remember feeling that I had to be the life and soul of everything almost so that people know you're okay yeah and you're going my god now but inside you're like Ugh. yeah and then and it's so it drains you of your energy because you you are so focused on must convince these people I'm okay must make sure they all know I'm happy and this hasn't affected me badly that you don't you lose your sense of identity yeah because you go in okay that isn't me that isn't how I actually feel so who am I and you know, it can spin you into, like, quite a weird place. Yeah. And I spent a while um, not really knowing what I was doing with myself. It wasn't fully... I mean, Jess, Jess really taught me acceptance. Mm. And I was a bit in awe of her. I was in awe of her attitude towards life. Yeah. But it wasn't really until I think I was about 24. And I went, okay, it's time to talk now. And, with yourself. Yeah. And with others. And be open and say... Okay, I've spent quite some time hiding how I really feel about all of this and the confusion around it because the circumstances, you know, I won't go into it, but it was tough. It was, they were tough years yeah. and I'm very grateful of my grandparents and um, of my dad and of my brothers for their support throughout all of that. Yeah. Death does weird things. It can make you angry until you know you can be angry all you like not know where to place your anger and... yeah and actually what it should teach you more than anything is forgiveness mm. because life is too short to hold grudges yeah. and 
it is so precious and and people might not always behave in a way you agree with but that's them yeah and kind of like we don't know people's full stories so it's like don't judge people don't judge people that's it yeah do not judge people because yeah. everyone is dealing with some kind of battle everyone who you know grief is universal everyone deals with it at some point and not everyone's going to deal with it in the same way and that's okay yeah it really really you know there is such like, such a massive variety of the ways you can deal with it like yeah. some people go out and get absolutely hammered and don't don't deal with it for yeah. years and years and years and years yeah some people some become people, recluses yeah some people throw themselves into something. Some yeah. people cry every day. Yeah. And any way is okay. As long as it's not hurting you... As long as it's not damaging your health. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's okay. I mean, I think when I was at uni, I had no interest in doing any work. I went out all the time. Mm. I used to go and buy my alcohol. I'm sure everyone did at uni, let's be honest. You buy an outfit, you've got your student loan, yeah. you're like, oh my god, I feel rich. It's like, the grand, I'm yeah. like, it's sure. Yeah, I had more money then than I do now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I so, managed to do that. Um, so you'd go and buy your bottle of vodka yeah. and your roller cola and um, probably your too young for that. Like my cheap like Yeah, basically. You'd buy, you know, you'd go to Topshop or New Look or Primark mm. and get that night's outfit. Yeah. And I would just go out and get drunk. But sometimes I would cry. Oh, and it's and really... it's hysterical crying. Yes. It is messy, <laughs> messy. It's like sitting on a pavement. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I just really miss it. <laughs> and it's like, you have, I don't know if you ever had this, but you'll be on a night out. Mm. And I don't get this anymore. I am... I, um, I still... You do. Still well, I promise you it will get better. Yeah. I promise you it will get better. Because I remember I used to walk into the toilet. I'd be like out there dancing, having a good time. I'd walk yeah. into the, and I'd have... I'd maybe be touching my makeup or something and I'd look in the mirror and in that one moment it, I'd go, your mum's dead. Mm. And then it would just, I'd collapse because you've had alcohol. See, inhibitions are lowered. Your emotions I, are heightened. Yeah. I'd find someone in the toilet who became my best friend yeah. for like the next 15 minutes. Whilst you were like sobbing. Sobbing to them and they're probably thinking, oh my God, I just want to go out and get my gin and tonic and <laughs> yeah. carry on in German. This girl is crying. This Should is, we just go home? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I promise you, if if you do do that, how how many years ago was it your mum passed away? Three. I promise you, that improves. Mm. I don't I don't do it as often as I definitely yeah. did then. I think, but probably the more you talk about it, like what you're doing now, mm. will massively help because I think when you get drunk and you feel like. The world wants to hear your story. You're like, look, <laughs> let me tell you. you know? My mum is yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's like when I'm out, um, I see somebody that I haven't seen since I was like in high school, and then like they would have known because a lot of a lot of my friends now are friends that I didn't get really close to. Yeah. Until later on in life. Yeah. And like people like Sam Vidler, she never met mum. Your mum, yeah. Like, so, for me, it's when I meet people that I maybe went to primary school with or came to my house a lot when I was in high school. And they're like, oh, cat, like, how are you? Like, how are things? And then we'll get on the subject of my mum and they'll say, like, oh, yeah, I remember when she did this and this. And I'm like, it just means a lot to me that you remember her. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for remembering my mum. Yeah. And then you go, I don't know about you, but I found myself going... Can you tell me some memories that you yeah. have of her, please? Just remind <laughs> tell me. me remind, more. Me, remind me how great she was. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember it was my uh, it was my dad's sixtieth. You were there, weren't yeah. you? A few weeks ago, and um, I was in the toilet, and this girl was chatting to me who I'd gone to high school with. She went, "How is your mum?" 
No. And I went, she, she's, she's died. Oh, God. And she went, what? Was this afterwards or in... During, the, during the party, before yeah. my dad had arrived. Oh, okay. Um, she went, what? Oh, no, it was like midway through the party. Yeah. Yeah, so she died about ten years ago. She went, Mrs. Jones! I went, yeah. She went, dead! I was oh, like, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, she's still dead. Yeah, I'm not lying. Still dead, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to go, drips. just kidding. Yeah. She's out the front, son of the bar, go say hello. I wish she, she Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wanted to go, you know, it's my mum, right? And she is actually dead. <laughs> no, but she was She was saying, oh my God, I really loved her. And um, she actually taught my mum, she, she, this girl was taught by my mum because my mum yeah. was a high school teacher. And she said, I remember once, um, your mum, um, was helping me with something and she swore and I was like Mrs. Jones swore and I was like yeah that sounds like my mum <laughs> go on mum <laughs> yeah but yeah it is it's things like that and like it's so nice to hear isn't it it's nice when you get to say tell me a memory tell me the memory that you have of my yeah. mum and when it's a positive one like when pupils tell me how she impacted their life or helped them get the grade they got to where they are but you're like oh. Like, yeah, yeah, that was my mum. Yeah. I'm proud. I think one of the things that hurts me most is like when people say stuff like, oh, like, oh, I wish your mum knew how loved she was and stuff. Like, she was so loved by so many people. And I, know. I hate that because my mum literally thought that she had nobody. Like, for some reason, she just thought she was a failure. And like, because she was disabled and stuff, she thought that she hadn't done anything with her life. And like, I'm like, if only you could see how many people, how many people yeah how many people she impacted and when people come up to me and they're like your mum was the nicest person and like at her funeral there was like over 150 people there yeah. and it's it's like oh it, it's, it's so frustrating she's like oh, I just wanted to come back <laughs> and like and, yeah everyone can tell you uh, yeah that's the thing <sighs> do you know I, I feel like that's one of the things that so many people wait for death to say how loved a person was yeah and just tell them now. Tell them now. Yeah. That is one thing. I tell everyone I love every day that I love them. <laughs> I like a group text. I do. Like, no, I do. Even, do you know what I texted my hairdresser the other day? I don't really know her that well, but I texted her and I was like, I just want you to know I'm really proud of you. Because I mean, I'm, she's like, oh. I'm like, yeah, she replied. She was like, oh, happy Christmas. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks. Happy Christmas. Yeah. Have a great new year. <laughs> AKA, stop texting me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, just so you know that you are great. Um, but I do, I do it every day. The girl that does my eyebrows, like, I tell her, like, you're amazing, you know. <laughs> I, 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 and then, you know, my nana and granddad, I don't just say I love you when I have the phone. I go, I love you, I love you, I love you, you're the best yeah. nana in the world. So yeah, man. I tell my granddad he's my best man. My nana, she's my best friend. I can't, I can't, I have to tell people I love them. Mm. And that is one thing I wish the world did more of, was openly just bound yeah. around saying, I love you, it's let me tell you, I love you. I mean, not just to all the people living <laughs> in the street necessarily. You know, I, although I wish I could. I wish that <laughs> was so acceptable. Yeah, I wish I could. Like, do you ever just see someone walking down the street and you want to walk over and go, I care about you, I hope you're okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't, not if I, I really don't know. do. I do, like I see them, I feel like, oh, if they're, I hope if they look they're okay. Sad. Or, yeah, I know. Maybe I don't just... look at somebody in Greg's and be like, just let you know, I really hope you're okay. See, I do. Like, I've done it before now where I've just gone up to people and started talking. And I know they think I'm weird, but I can't <laughs> help it. And, like, if people ask a favour, I go above and beyond. Like, yeah. I remember being in the car park at work once and this old couple walking past and they were like, do you know where such and such is? I was like, yeah, get in my car, I'll take you. <laughs> and, you know, probably alarm bells are going off in their head, but I'm like... Oh my god, I can I can help you in some way. Like, let me. I'm driving around and thinking, I'm just be really careful of driving. You know? <laughs> I'm Get a terrible really excited, driver. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. Smash! I'm really sorry. I tried. Um, Killed him. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried. Another one bites the dust. Yeah. Um, but like, what were we saying? I've totally forgotten. 
What do we do? Anything I actually have to do? Oh, no. I was just talking about how I wish people knew my mum like this. Yeah, oh, I remember mum saying, apparently, Nana told me this, that when we walked into the hospital and she knew she was dying, she said, Mum, I'm dying. Mm. Uh, and she said, I just, I just want to be a good mum and a good daughter. And it makes me so sad that maybe she didn't believe she was because she was amazing. She instilled so many morals and values that I carry with me to this day. I see my two brothers who are doing unbelievably well in life. And I don't even mean that in what they're doing. I mean that as people. I see my grandparents who are, yeah, my whole family. I look at them and I go, God, I'm so proud of you for who you are. And my mum was that glue. And I wish that, I wish I could just that what I would give to have 10 minutes on a park bench with an hour. Tell me Isn't it. that unbelievable? That when they're here... Ten, like two minutes, just like... Just to grab the hand and yeah. go, I need you to know that you're so loved and so-and-so yeah. said that you're amazing and they love you and thank you. And also... Things I do for... for yeah, that. and to tell them that I'm okay. Because yeah. I, I worry that mum might not have thought I'd be okay mm. because... I wasn't always the strongest of characters. Yeah, and I used to have to ring her at 3am to check that no one was going to die. So, you know, I worry that she will have thought, Mm. but I want to say, because I truly am okay now, and I want to hold her and go, thank you for bringing me up the way you did, and giving me, in such a short space of time, the love, the morals, and the values that you gave me, because I will carry them with me, and because of that, you will never be gone. Because my children, their children, that will... Get, carry the same values, yeah, yeah exactly well me because me and Sam always talk about it like as if like your mum and my mum were up in heaven oh like, together yeah while you two are chilling down here they're chilling yeah. up like, <laughs> oh, like look at them again because so, I was saying like when we were walking the other day I was like oh um, my mum would love this she was, I was like I said like she would love the fact that like I'm with you and like we're doing all these walks and stuff and he was like, oh, yeah, can you imagine them both up there? Like, oh, there's Sam, yeah. like, with Kat again. Yeah, yeah. There's Emma, like, doing everyone's going yeah. on the radio, yeah. like, having a great time. That's what, You can imagine like, doing commentary on it. Yeah, like that. you just literally sat, can. I like, don't know oh, why. Let's, let's just flick yeah. to Ben, let's yeah. just flick to Emma. I imagine them on deck chairs with, like, mini TVs yeah. in their hands, swiping yeah. through it. I really do, with, like, a cocktail Sh- umbrella. A, a headphone jack. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and nudging and giggling. Yeah, yeah you do. Don't, sat on the yeah. cloud on the deck chairs, chilling out in the cozies. I love thinking of it like yeah, that. Yeah, I do, because it makes it a very happy place, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, that, 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 it's that just they're so in. funny just imagine them I like, know. flicking through, like, oh, I, oh, I don't want to see that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, quick, 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 quick. <laughs> oh, it is, it's crazy. It. And when you think about, as well, like, of the stuff that, that if they came back down now, mm. came back down, well, if they were oh, here now, yeah. um, They'd be like, what is this? Like, you know, with like, even Facebook yeah. was just starting, just starting when my mum passed yeah, away. Yeah, I just saw the social media and stuff. Well, that's what I mean. I'm a mum. Yeah, mum was terrible with technology. So it blow her mind seeing all of this yeah. now. And but, like Sam's own website and stuff. Like, that's what I mean. And all those different things. And I also yeah. think like, if the music, if they heard music now, like what, you know, yeah, what songs would they like and stuff. Mm. It is crazy. So interesting, yeah. isn't it? So... What was the most helpful or valuable thing that somebody did for you that you can recall? It doesn't have to be been maybe straight away or something that you've heard. Um, being honest, the thing that's helped me more than anything was going to therapy. I think everybody should have therapy. I say this all the time. Everybody at some point in their life should have therapy. And yet there is still seems to be a stigma attached to mm. it that people think that you only go to therapy when you're in a really bad way and also what's wrong with being in a really bad way Mm -hmm. and needing help everyone at some point in their life needs help but 
what I would say is don't let yourself reach rock bottom before you get it. Because yeah. I remember walking into that room and thinking, I think this man's going to... And in 30 minutes, my life turned around because he gave me clarity. He believed that I, in some way, I don't know how, I felt that I was to That's blame. Tar- Walk into a room and have a guy say to you, let me tell you why you're not to blame. And let me talk this through. Mm. I talk to people now and, and it... it Help me in so many ways. Accept that it's okay that I lost a parent yeah. young because life doesn't stop that. Use that for the good and I can help other people. Yeah. So now I like to think that they can come and talk to me and I feel like that gives me comfort. Ryan, yeah. And that therapist shows me. It's hard to me, see that, isn't it, at first? You think that there's any bad thing. You know, you can never, you will only ever really have one mum. Yeah. When you hit this point of going, in a weird way, I want to show love to people for selfish reasons because yeah. it brings me fulfilment. Yeah, you feel good. I don't yeah. care about how yeah. you feel. Yeah. Probably good, but. And thank God I did go and get that help because honestly, I just. Therapy, therapy, therapy mm-hmm. helped me more than anything. I think it's for, it depends on where you are at your life as well. Like for me, I went to the, the counselor at college, loved her. She was an absolute hunt. Mm. And then at uni, it took me three months to say private counselling after mum died. Around here, a guy in Barnton, he was a hunt. He was really good. Oh. You need more to kind of help me with the stress of you. I don't know whether... I think it's a coping mechanism. It I've lost so it. much memory. I have. I must have spent so much time with her over the years. Like, of course ridiculous you She was your mum. Yeah. And I'm, but it makes me angry when I come. Yeah, I'm like, come on. Come to me. I've had dreams when, like, she's come back to life. Mm. This is, like, insane. And then waking up and being like, <laughs> that's oh, not real. I know, I know. But Do you think what happened has changed the way that you go about your life and your attitude? This is going to sound weird, but for the better. Yeah, yeah. But I feel that I am a better, more rounded person. I have a... And and maybe it's age that's done that as well. Yeah, experience. Yeah, but I feel like I know what's important, and that is the people I love. And I am content. I feel like it is now up to me to take every bit of that love from those 18 years. Thank you for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed that, you know. Thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved, please do contact us. We're on Instagram. It's at DPC podcast. You can email us on DPC podcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website. More information about dealing with grief, losing a parent and professionals to contact if you should need it. Because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting <laughs> If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. We upload new podcasts every week, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. See you next Tuesday. Nailed it. Nailed it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.